This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, hello, mamacitas. Welcome back to another episode of Tere Tells All. You guys, this is episode 15. 15. I have done 15 episodes of TTA. And this is my second solo episode. I haven't done a solo episode since the very first one. So I have had 13 guests, which is super cool. Um, I have way more down the line. But, you know, I figured it was time to, to bring it back to a solo episode where I, you know, I share my thoughts and my feelings about a particular topic. And uh, this is actually an episode that I have been promising you for quite a while. So thank you for hanging in there and being patient with me. Um, So today, we're going to talk about Snapchat. Okay, so before I dive in to like the actual topic of Snapchat, uh, we need to take it back we need to take it back a couple of months and, and why this topic came up. So if you follow me on Instagram, then you probably saw a story, an Instagram story back in like April, maybe May, where someone had taped a note to the driver's side of my car window outside of the gym. Um, I took a picture of the note and I put it on Instagram and the note said, I've been wanting to ask you for your Snapchat for a while, but I didn't want to bother you working out. Add me. And then I had their Snapchat handle. And so when I posted this on Instagram, I also included a little like a poll asking, hey, what would you do if you were me? And the options were to ignore it, um, to make a Snapchat and add him, to wait for him to introduce himself at the gym, or the final episode, the final option was ew Snapchat. Now, the ch- the answer that I chose as the correct answer was ew Snapchat, and a lot of you were surprised that that I was so anti Snapchat, and then the other half of you were like, oh my god, yes, totally agree, and I have my reasoning for having a dislike for Snapchat, and I'm gonna go into that in just a minute, but. I do want to say that my initial reaction to the note was, one, I was flattered. Um, the fact that, you know, someone took the time to write a note and, and leave it for me. Um, and then I was a little creeped out because then I was like, well, wait, how did he know which one was my car? So if you knew which one was my car, it means that he's seen me in the parking lot and he sees me get out of my car and get into my car. And then... <laughs> When I saw the Snapchat part, then I was a little like, uh, like I, I saw red flags, like, oh, Snapchat, ew. So I went through this little roller coaster of emotions in like a 30 second span of time. And yeah, more than, more than anything, it was, I was amused. So that's why I put it on, on Instagram stories. Um, cause I wanted to also, you know, I wanted to share it with you, but I wanted to get your reaction. So what then followed were a lot of opinions about the topic, uh, a lot of DMs about the topic, and I knew that eventually, once I gathered my thoughts, I was going to have to bring it to the to the episode, to, to the, sorry, to the podcast, so that I could explain my reasoning, but I also wanted to share some of the things that you guys shared with me throughout this whole ordeal. I did say that I did not have a Snapchat, however, I do have one. <laughs> I don't 
use it. That's why I say I don't have one because I don't use it. The only reason why I have a Snapchat is because my son has one. And so sometimes we know when he's not with me, um, I'll get on Snapchat just to see what he's up to. Cause I know my son won't post on Instagram, but he'll post on his Snapchat just because you know, that way only his friends see it. Um, and so sometimes when I want to know what he's up to when he's not with me or even like I want to see what he's posting when he's at school or when he's with his friends. And so that's literally the only reason I have it. I can go weeks without opening that dang app because that's how much like I don't care about it. I did use it in my mid to late 20s. Um, in fact, I used it quite often at that time and it's actually been a learning process as to why I no longer use it. Okay, so here's my history with this app, okay? When I was younger and I started dating again, like once I started putting myself out there and dating again, I found that a lot of guys would immediately ask for my Snapchat. Rather than asking for my cell phone number, they would ask for my Snapchat. And I was okay with it because, you know, to me, a phone number is kind of like private and sacred, and I'm not just going to give it to any person who asks for it. So when they would ask for my Snapchat, I didn't think much of it. It was just like, oh, yeah, like that's that's fine. Um, and what would start as getting to know each other and just like little flirtatious banter would then turn into more like it would turn into um, unsolicited dick pics or it would turn into sexting. Now, some of it was consensual, some of it was not. Um, and at that time, you know, going back into the dating scene after not being in the dating scene since you were a teenager, I had to like relearn how to date. I had to relearn what I was looking for. I had to relearn how to, how to flirt, how to communicate. And this was part of it, right? So here are the person that I'm talking to, right? And they're snapping me and they're sending me selfies and then it turns into a little bit more. And at first it's exciting because, you know, someone's someone's showing you attention. Someone is sending you pictures. Someone is taking the time out of their day to to message you, right? So it is. It's exciting. It makes you feel special. Um, but you don't know who else they're doing that with, right? They might be sending you that selfie or that snap, but they could also be sending that same exact snap to like 10 other girls and you have no idea. And that was what I found to be the case pretty often. And, you know, naive little me, I, I didn't put the pieces together until you know, over time after it, with experience and I kind of figured it out. And in the end, it left me feeling used. It left me feeling gross. It left me feeling like I was just a piece of meat and that the person who I thought was interested in me wasn't really interested in me. They were just interested in a physical relationship. And so, um, it, it happened and then it happened again, and then it happened again, right? And none of these encounters really ever developed into an actual relationship. They would develop into like a fling that would fizzle out, or they would develop into um, like a friends with benefits situation, which is, you know, that's fine if that's the stage of life that you're in. If that's all you're looking for, then kudos to you. I did it. Like, you know, I, I, put myself out there and um, I enjoyed that phase of my life. But after a while, it got old and I was no longer in that phase. And that was no longer what I needed or what fulfilled me. I wanted more. I wanted a relationship. I wanted substance. I wanted a connection with someone, right? I wanted to be vulnerable with someone. And this app was not allowing that to happen. When I tell you guys about um, me you know, learning to love myself and going to therapy and learning to accept myself. Body image was a big part of that, right? But that wasn't the only part of that. When I was going through counseling and when I was, you know, learning about myself and reflecting on, on myself and my choices in my life, um, this dating was also a part of that. 
because up until that point, I really wasn't having that much luck with dating. Like I was dating, I was going out on dates, I was meeting people, but I wasn't getting into relationships. And I didn't understand why. And at first I thought it was like, oh, it's because of my body. Like, you know, men are grossed out. And so that's why it's not working out. But later on, I came to realize that no, that that maybe for some guys that was it, but that wasn't the case, right? I had to stop and I had to evaluate what um, I could control as to why I was not finding the right types of guys. And so learning to to love yourself right also includes being brutally honest with yourself it means reflecting and realizing where you as a human can improve and this was one aspect of my life where i knew i needed to take charge we can't sit here and say that all men are trash there are trash men out there yes they are but there are also a lot of good men out there right and so The problem was that I wasn't in a position where I was finding good quality men. I was in a position where I was finding men who were only into physical relationships, men who had commitment issues, men who just wanted to be um, physical with anything that they could, you know, put their penis in. And I had to get myself out of that because I was the one who was there right and in order to find the kind of men that I was looking for I needed to remove myself from that so if I did not want to be on snapchat where a man is going to solicit me only for a physical relationship then I needed to remove myself from snapchat and that's exactly what I did and I I made that a boundary for myself so From the moment that I identified the pattern that I was putting myself in, I said, I was like, okay, this is now a new boundary. I will not use Snapchat when it comes to dating. Again, this is from my history, from what, from what I had experienced. Does that mean that all men use Snapchat for, um, sexting and cheating? No, I know that there are men out there who don't, okay? A lot of you even uh, replied to my story and said, my boyfriend and I use it or my husband and I use it, should I be worried? And the answer is no, I don't know your relationship. So don't take my experience and then, you know, think that that, that's going to be your experience. If you and your partner are secure enough and y'all use Snapchat to communicate and that is a norm for your relationship, then you keep doing you. Good for you. I'm happy for you. But in my world, in my single woman world, that was not the experience. So I kind of did shape um, what what that expectation was for me moving forward. So again, like I said, Snapchat became a boundary and a red flag. And it's been that way ever since. So now whenever I do meet someone and they immediately want to start snapchatting first of all we're in our 30s okay I prefer older men so if I meet someone who's like in their 40s and they ask me if they want if we can snapchat that's a red flag for me you're not taking me seriously so I'm like "Mm, thanks but no thanks I'm out and that's it no explanation needed it's my boundary and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say no and I'm going to move on so when I saw this note and you know, he said, add me on Snapchat. My, and I I thought, okay, one or two scenarios here. Um, Either one, he's extremely young for him to be using Snapchat because I feel like usually the younger people use Snapchat. Um, Or two, he's not really interested in me as a person. Um, And either case, that's just not the person for me because that's not the place in my life or or the type of, of relationship that I'm looking for right now. So about two weeks later, curiosity got the best of me and I did, I did add him on Snapchat. Um, I just wanted to know who it was. Like it was driving me bananas going to the gym and not knowing who around me was the person who put the note on my car. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to add him. I'm going to find out who it is and then I'm going to remove them. Right. I'm not going to engage in conversation. I just want to know who it is. So that's exactly what I did. I added him. 
And then I saw a post, I saw his face, and I immediately knew who it was. Um, And I remember the day of the note. I was doing like rows on the cable machine, and the guy, that guy was on the cable machine next to me. Um, And I was right. He was a younger. He he looked like he was in like early to mid 20s. And so my assessment of like, you know, either young or not my type was right. He he was too young for me. Um in in my opinion, he was too young for me. This, you know, personal preference here. Um so yeah, I saw who it was and then I immediately took him off. Um and then I knew I knew who it was. And I haven't seen him at the gym since. I Part of it is also because my schedule has changed and now I work out in the mornings and when I used to see this guy at the gym, it was in the evenings, like after work. So that's part of the reason why I haven't seen him. It could be that he just stopped going to the gym. I don't, I don't know. Um, but just, I haven't seen him since the day of the note. But anyway, like I said, once I posted this on Instagram, it kind of became a whole conversation, which led to... Um, an Instagram stories poll session and I I asked you guys to answer a couple of polls and a couple of questions for me so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through those right now I did mention that going on on snapchat for me felt like a gateway to getting unsolicited dick pics I get plenty of unsolicited dick pics on Instagram I really don't need a second source of unsolicited dick pics um but I, I, I asked, I said, have you ever received an unsolicited dick pic on Snapchat or Instagram? And 62% of you said yes. Um, I asked, do you enjoy getting unsolicited dick pics? 97% of you said no. Um, which is funny because the 3% of you that said yes, um, a lot of you immediately replied back and told me, oh my God, I meant to say no. Um, so it's possible that that number is higher, but I'm just going to go with what it says here. Um, and then I asked you, how does it make you feel when you receive these images? You guys, I had over 500 responses to that question sticker. When I asked, how does it make you feel to receive unsolicited pictures of someone's genitals and I, honestly I was overwhelmed I was expecting several answers but I was not expecting 500 answers so I'm gonna go through some of them I'm gonna just lightly cover some but some of them I do want to go into detail a little bit more because if there are any guys out there listening who think that this is okay let me let me open up your eyes let me help you understand why this is wrong okay so so many of you said you felt disgusted. So many of you said violated. Um, this one says, I felt like throwing up and I want to hurt his feelings. Um, humiliated because something it's something I didn't ask for. This person said, I'm a lesbian, so I get grossed out. Girl, even if you're straight, you get grossed out. Now, before I continue, I do want to say that we are talking about unsolicited pictures, right? The ones that you didn't ask for. Um someone that you're not dating, someone that maybe you're not even attracted to, someone that you probably don't even know, just a stranger on the internet. Those are the kinds we're talking about. Now, if they're consensual, like between you and your partner, that's a completely different story. You do you, okay? You have fun. Um, but these are the ones that are that you did not ask for. Um, annoyed that a person thinks that something like that would instantly make me want them. Yeah, I have never seen an unsolicited picture and said, "Ooh, yeah, give it to me." Mm-mm, no, no. If any, I'm either grossed out or I laugh at you because you're an idiot. Um, this one says makes me feel unworthy, like that's all I'm good for for sex. Agreed, and that's why I said that that's that's what Snapchat made me feel like every single time. That's how I felt. And I can't control what these men are out there doing, but I can control what I do, right? So in order for me to control that, for me to no longer get that, again, I removed myself from Snapchat and I no longer use it as a form of communication. Now, it's kind of different to do that on Instagram because, you know, it is kind of um, like a, another job for me, the one that I love. It's my passion sharing my fitness journey with you guys and sharing my uh, self-love journey with you guys. So it's a little bit harder, but I feel like I've done a pretty good job or I do a pretty good job at weeding out the weirdos. 
when I see someone following me that has like BBW or thought or um, uh, mill for things like that in their Snapchat name, I remove them immediately. Like I already know what that profile is about and I just, I take them out. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't know. Um, so I'll do that. And then also if they comment something lewd, I'll go ahead and remove you. If you send me a DM that is either lewd or disgusting or filthy or an unsolicited picture, I either remove you or I block you depending on how bad it is because I have zero tolerance for that. So like that's why I said I think I do a pretty good job at weeding that out. It doesn't happen as often as it, it did for a while there. It was getting a little crazy and I literally had to go through my followers lists and just remove as many of those profiles as I could think of those shout out pages those MILF shout out pages those BBW shout out pages I want no part of it don't include me I did no go shout out someone else who who wants that who enjoys it but I don't I don't I don't enjoy being objectified so that's not for me um, but I totally understand why you say that makes you feel unworthy because that's exactly how I felt um, annoyed disgusted disrespected disgusted um, this one says at first it's gross, but then I laugh about it with my friends. Yeah. Cause they're a clown who thinks that we want that and we don't. So, um, guys, if you're sending them, just know we're laughing at you. We we're either like disgusted or we're laughing at you. Um, this one says, I hate it and I block them. Good for you. I agree. I do the same thing. Um, offended, violated, disrespected, shocked, um, Okay, this one says, I feel used and worthless. I get frustrated, like I just want to be left alone. Um, I wonder what makes them think that I would want that. I immediately block. I love you ladies for immediately blocking. That Yes, let's just, let's block these idiots. Um, I'm viewed as unworthy of respect. Preach girl. It feels like men only see me as a sexual being. Agreed, confused, violated, dirty. I've had five, over 500 replies that all say the same thing. That you feel disgusted and violated and dirty and disrespected. Um, this one says, I feel like the choice was taken away from me. Agreed. There's a difference when you get these kinds of pictures where you're, you know, like I said, it's consensual with the partner. It's someone that you're seeing, someone that you're dating, someone that you're in a committed relationship with, something, you know, a partner that you want to spice things up with go for it do it like it's I get it it's exciting it's fun but that's consensual don't do it if someone didn't ask for it um objectified and small um like they're just looking for a fuck and I'm I don't have time for that like I'm a slut honestly it's kind of degrading when they send unsolicited pictures I I agree it is degrading okay and this one says makes me feel like I shouldn't post anything too provocative on my Instagram. And I'm going to talk on this one a little bit because I can relate. So right now, my body shape is in, right? We're, we're all about curves right now. And, you know, there was a time when curves were not it. And I'm sure there's going to be a time again later in the future when curves are not it. But right now, curves curves are in. And because of that... I feel like I am constantly objectified. Um, if I post a picture of a bathing suit or me in a, in a, in a swimsuit, um, I am immediately seen as being too provocative or, or here come the comments, sit on my face, hear the comments about let me grab that ass, hear the comments about turn around, let me see that ass. And it's like, God damn, I can't even post a picture of me on the beach where I feel like a badass bitch because some man is going to think that that is an invitation for them to degrade me. I totally get this this response here because I feel that way too. And I should be allowed to feel confident and sexy and take a picture and post it without being degraded, without being put down. And I think it's going to take a while for society to change if it ever changes. And it's, it's honestly, it's very frustrating. I totally get it. But 
like I said, we can't control what these men are out here doing. We can only control ourselves. So the minute that I see these things, I immediately block them. Uh, um, when I was in Miami, I took a picture of me sitting, you know, like on the beach chair. And I put in the caption, I said, um, lewd comments will be blocked. Don't ruin it. And you guys, it worked. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to do that every single time. Um, but that was like the first time that I posted a, a picture where I felt sexy and I wasn't objectified because normally when I post a bathing, like, oh my God, when we did Buff Bunny Swim and I would post, you know, the bathing suit pictures, oh my God, I, it was a constant battle because, you know, I'm here showing my girls, you know, you can rock a swimsuit. You can, you can, you know, you, everybody has a bikini body, but then these men would come in there and ruin it, ruin it with their degrading comments. And it was, I hated it. But with this one, I was like, okay, I'm letting you know right now in the comments, if you say something, I'm blocking your ass. I don't have time for it. And, um, fortunately nobody said anything um so I don't know I think a lot of it also is that you have to state your boundaries and I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on boundaries more in a little bit but you have to make your boundaries known sometimes so that people respect them right there's always gonna be people who don't give a shit about your boundaries and they're just gonna test the waters regardless and those people are assholes for it but if if I make a boundary known and I explicitly say this is my boundary and if you cross my boundary, this is what will happen, then some people are more likely to listen. So that's what I did with that with that post. I said, this is a picture where I feel like a badass bitch and I feel confident and sexy. Now, don't you dare ruin it by saying something lewd because I will block you and the boundary stuck. Thank God it stuck. It's it stuck, but... I know that sometimes that's it's not the case. This one's funny. It says, it feels out of line. And if he sends a dick pic, he ain't the one. Girl, preach. I say the same thing. If he's out here, if he's out here sending you a, an unsolicited dick picture, he's sending that same picture to like 20 other girls. He's just putting out his bait, trying to see who's going to who's gonna take the bait, right? So no, he ain't the one. If you're sending unsolicited dick pictures, you're not the one for me, honey. Keep, keep, keep fishing. It ain't going to be me funny this one says i logged into my grandma's facebook messenger and people send her these she's 77 so gross so like i said these are these these people who are just throwing them out there they're just fishing they they probably don't even look at half the profiles that they send them to they just send them out to see who bites um which like what does that say about you as a man it doesn't say much about you if you're that if you're out there doing that Okay, while I'm on that topic really quick, I do want to say that we should be having conversations with our teenagers about these things because I have had conversations with my son about this. Um, I have told him, you know, if you ever receive a picture like this, whether it's from a guy or a girl or whoever, you do not share it with anybody else, um, with our kids especially, because since they are minors, that is technically considered um, distribution of child pornography, right? So now our kids have committed a crime. And, you know, they're trying to criminalize dick pics in general. But you, we need to talk to our kids about this, to our sons and our daughters, about how, one, you know, don't be sharing your genitalia, but also, like, it, it's legit a crime. Okay, this one says, it's a turnoff, one, and two, I question if I did something to make them think it's okay. It's not you. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not you. You can, I, I have on here someone who said I lost it, but someone said, I just post a picture of me and my kids and I get them. It's not you. You're not doing anything to warrant these unsolicited dick pictures. The, the person who's in the wrong here is the person who sent it, not the person who received it. So you are not doing anything wrong. It doesn't matter if you post a picture in a bathing suit. It doesn't matter if you post a picture in a mini dress, um, if you're showing cleavage. You did nothing wrong. You did. That does not mean that that was an invitation for them to send them to you. And if a man sees that as an invitation to send you an unsolicited dick picture, then that is on him. He's in the wrong and he needs to get his shit together. A lot of you cracked me up because a lot of you say that you reply with like a witty remark. 
um, like you'll say, is that your thumb or I've seen better or like put your three inches away, which is funny. Um, I personally wouldn't respond back because I feel like then that gives them the green light to keep trying to talk to me. But you guys are really clever with, with the things that you reply. So someone else here says, I legit deleted Snapchat for that reason and I have filters on my Instagram to control that. I do too. I have filters. Um, so on my comments, in case you didn't know you guys, you can put filters on your comments. So I have specific words that are filtered. So if someone comments, like I'm going to give you just two examples. If someone comments the word um, thought um, or the word ass or the word BBW on, on any of my posts, Instagram is going to filter that comment out so it doesn't actually post. So you can go in there. It's in your settings, in your comment settings. Um, I have the same thing turned on because otherwise I'm going to be sitting here and deleting comments all day long and ain't nobody got time for that. So I have filters for that. I have filters as to who can DM me. Um, just any type of security that I can put in place to nip that shit in the bud, I've got it turned on. Okay, and yeah, so a lot of you, again, grossed out, disrespected, annoyed, embarrassed for them, cringe. Yeah, like, guys, we're out here and we're telling you, if there's any guys listening, stop doing it. Um, okay, I've got a couple of other polls on here. Um, I said, have any of you ever cheated on your partner with the help of social media? This applies to both emotional and or physical cheating. And this one was right down the middle, 50-50. And I know a lot of you replied also and said, I didn't cheat, but my partner cheated on me. So, you know, it goes in line, 50-50, that the use of social media um, does kind of open up the the door to cheating. Um, So, yeah, 50-50. Uh, I asked if you were in my shoes, would you have added him on Snapchat? And keep in mind that I have zero idea who this is, what he looks like, his age, nothing. Which I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but like you guys, I had no idea who this person was, right? So I'm not about to just go add some random person to Snapchat if I have no idea who he is. Um, And 90% of you said that you would not have added him on Snapchat either. Um. If you tell someone that you aren't interested in them, but they keep persisting, do you find that charming or endearing? 94% of you percent of of you said no. And I kind of want to talk a little bit more about this one because there's a difference between like playing hard to get or, or you know, kind of on, on the fence about whether you want to initiate something with someone. And then there's like flat out zero interest, no chemistry, no attraction whatsoever. And you like, you know that you want nothing to do with this person, right? And so here, this is what happened to me is because there was someone who thought that by them being persistent that it was endearing and that they could wear me down. And we talked about the wear, wearing women down um, on episode, I can't remember, 10 maybe, the one with Aaron. Uh, we talked about, about this topic because some guys think that if they just keep insisting, if they keep persisting, if they keep... Um, you know, trying to talk to you that maybe you'll change your mind. And if there is zero attraction, if there is zero, like zero interest, you, it doesn't matter what you do. I will not change my mind. Like I won't. And so, like I said, this was happening. There was this guy who kept insisting and he thought that if he, you know, replied to my stories or if he kept asking me out or kept asking if he could take me to dinner, that eventually I would change my mind and I would say no. And I'm sorry that I would say yes. And I kept saying no. And I was, I kept being nice about it. Like, no, I'm not interested or no, you're not my type or no, whatever. Honestly, I don't even, I shouldn't even have given him an explanation. The no should have been enough, but they didn't take my no. And I, I don't like being mean. I I generally don't like to play the mean card, but sometimes you just have to pull that mean card. And so it just kind of got to the point where like, look, bro, I already told you I'm not interested. It's not going to happen. Quit wasting your time. Keep insisting. If you keep this up, I'm going to have to block you. Well, guess what? He kept insisting. So guess what I did? I blocked him because I made again my boundary known. I told him like I'm not playing. This isn't me playing hard to get. This is me genuinely telling you I am not interested and there's nothing you can do or say to change my mind. So stop. And he did not listen. So I followed through. 
just, you know, like you have to follow through, I think also with the things that you say you're going to do, because if not, people are not going to take you seriously. So when I said, Hey, like it's not going to happen. Right. And he didn't listen. I blocked him. Well, guess what he did? He then went and started following my podcast page and then started DMing me on there. So guess what? Again, I did not reply. I, I, I just, I was like, we're not doing this. I already said, no, I already blocked you. What do you not get? Um, okay. So the other part of these polls is I asked you guys to send me questions that you wanted me to answer from my perspective. So questions about dating, about Snapchat, about social media, anything like that. So I'm going to go through some of them. Um, I got a lot, quite a lot of questions here too. Not as many, but I did get a lot. So I'm going to pick and choose some here that I think, um, I can dive into a little bit more and we're going to, we're going to open up the conversation. Now I am, I do want to hear back from you. I know that right now you're just listening to the podcast and you can't like, you know, we can't have a a conversation here, but please feel free to go into the Instagram post for this episode. It's going to be the latest post. Go in there and leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Um, If you agree, if you disagree or whatever, I think it's healthy to disagree and to have a conversation what I'm sharing with you guys, these are my thoughts, my opinions, and my perspective. I don't expect all of you to agree with me. Um, I also know that a lot of you have not had the same experiences that I have had, so you can't relate, and that's okay too. But I do want to hear from you guys. I want to know, you know, where you stand on on any of this. Okay, Uh, fitmama underscore in progress says, can men and women be just friends if one party is single? Um, Yes and no. So, can two people of the opposite sex be friends? Yes. However, I think that there need to be clear boundaries as to what this friendship entails, right? Um, if one of the two parties has feelings for the other, then no, it's not going to be a good idea. Um, if there is a, a history there where, you know, maybe one person isn't over the other person, probably not. If there is any type of like flirtatious, um, you know, chemistry there, probably not. It's not going to work out. It's, I have guy friends. I have guy friends who have girlfriends. I have guy friends who have wives and I respect their relationships with their prospective partners and never cross any of those boundaries, right? I don't text my guy friends at night like late at night. I don't do that. That's their time with their partner. That's, I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't do or say anything that can be misconstrued as, you know, cheating or, or an attempt at something more. Um, again, it's about having respecting people's boundaries and respecting others relationships. So can you be friends with someone of the opposite sex of one of you is in a relationship? Yes. Just be mindful of, of, of each other and of the relationship of the person who is in the relationship. All right. Taylor underscore Jordan says, how do you overcome men always looking at you like an object? This is hard for me. Um, I don't think this is something that I have overcome. I think this is something that, um, still kind of gets to me even today. I try not to give it my energy. Um, like I've mentioned on this episode already multiple times, we can't control what these men are doing, right? I can only control myself. So I'm going to control myself by not giving it my energy. If they're going to say something, I am going to block them, going to delete them, going to ignore them, going to walk away. And then I'm going to do me. I'm going to focus on me. I I want to share this example. When I was in Miami, um, you know, it was the first day there. We were walking down Ocean Drive. I think that's what it's called, like the big touristy part in South Beach. We were walking down there and um, a guy like shouted, you know, he's probably like a good like 20, 30 feet. He kind of shouted like something about like, hey, why is your ass so fat? Or like, why is your, so he was talking about my, my legs, like about my, my legs and my butt. And, um, you know, I ignored it. And then he said it again and he said it louder 
and again I ignored it and Andrea was next to me and she was like I'm so sorry T like do you want me to say something I'm like no just ignore it just keep walking away I'm like let's not give him like our attention or our energy right so what does this asshole do he then starts following us right and he follows us and he gets right behind me and he goes hey hey I asked you why is that ass so fat and like I could just feel Andrea tensing beside me like she was about to like turn around and say something or do something and before she could do that because I I love her but I also don't want other people fighting my battles so I I turned around and I looked at him dead in the eyes and I said I don't know you so I need you to back away and then I turned around and then I kept walking and like I said it in a firm voice but I was also just like very like precise and just I said what I needed to say and then I kept going and he he trailed behind maybe for like a good maybe like another five to ten seconds and then he realized that oh like she's not going to talk to me so then he just backed off and walked away and so you know I've been dealing with this kind of stuff since I was like 11 years old since I was 11 years old and I would go to the mall or I would go to the flea market or I would go wherever with my parents and I'm here 33 years old now and it never ends. It never ends. It happened to me at the mall with my son. We were literally walking out of the mall and some guy screamed across the parking lot talking to my son like, is that your mom? Your mom's a MILF. Let me holler at your mom. Like my son was so angry. And again, I had to tell him, don't don't look at him, Jordan. I was like, just keep walking, walk to the car. Don't, don't look at him. Don't say nothing. Just keep going. And it, it, it's frustrating, but I choose not to give him my energy because if I sit there and I give him my energy or if I give him the attention that they're asking for, then they're not going to go away. So, you know, it doesn't get easier. I think you just get better at, uh, you know, changing the direction of the energy that, that you're, that you're giving off. Okay. Um, Allie Murphy's journey. Hey, Allie. Um, you said, do you believe a relationship is also teaching the other person how to love you? Yes, to a certain extent. So I always say that you teach others how to love you and how to respect you by the way that you love and respect yourself, right? You show them how to do that by leading leading through example. You don't necessarily have to like sit down and, and tell them like, um, you know, how to love you. I think you know, can you? Yeah. That's why love languages are a thing. Um, some people prefer to be loved on through gifts. Some people prefer to be loved on by spending quality time together. That's the whole point of love languages. So should you have that conversation? Absolutely. But you also teach people how to love and respect you by what you tolerate. So if someone, you know, maybe when you guys have an argument, right, and they start putting you down and start calling you names and you allow that to happen, then that tells that person that it's okay to keep doing it in the future, right? Versus if they do that the first time and you stop it right then and they're like, no, you are not going to just respect me like that. You are not going to call me those names. You've made that boundary. You've made that boundary known. And if the person continues to do that, that is a clear disrespect of your boundary. And that's someone who doesn't really honor um, or care about what you about your feelings so in a way yes you do teach people how to love you and how to respect you in a relationship um roxana underscore rubio said wouldn't you rather someone have your snapchat than your number it's so much easier to block okay so i'm gonna dive into this one because this one actually came up a lot too it's like like why would you want to give him your number and i i wouldn't if he had asked for my number i would have told him no too And then you're like, well, then what do you want? So here's my thing. Snapchat is a boundary for me, right? I told you a red flag for me, not doing it. But my number is also private and I'm not just going to throw my number around to anybody who asks. So how would I have preferred this to go down? If someone was, if someone's genuinely interested me, someone's out there in the gym and they're interested and they want to get to know me, right? You can 
approach me. You can come talk to me. You can come say hi. You can come introduce yourself. Maybe not in the middle of a squat, right? But it's okay for them to come talk to me at the gym. Girls do this with me at the gym all the time. They see me and then they'll come and they'll say hi. And the thing is like whenever I meet other people at the gym, they always wait for when I'm either in between sets or when I'm done working out or maybe like when I'm walking around the gym that's when they come and approach me. So if girls know that that's the appropriate time to approach me, then it's okay for a guy to approach me then too. Now, I am also a big believer in energies. So if if you approach me, right, and you introduce yourself and you say, hi, I'm going to be nice. But if like, if I'm not interested, I'm just going to be nice and then I'm going to be on my way. I'm not talking about guys here. Like if it's a girl approaching me, then we're, you know, we're going to be best friends at the gym. But if it's a guy approaching me and I'm not interested, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to be courteous about it, but then I'm going to keep going. If I like you, if I'm intrigued, then I will stay there and I'll try to keep the conversation going as long as you're willing to keep the conversation going too. So, um, I think it's also important that you keep in mind the thing that you say when you approach someone if that you're interested in, you know, say something that is not going to be considered disrespectful or lewd. Like if you come and you come to the, if if we're at the gym and you want to come introduce yourself and you'll be like, hey, like I've seen you around here. My name is so-and-so, right? That comes off way better than you coming up to me after a squat and saying like, damn, no wonder that ass is so big. Like, do you see the difference? Think about what you're going to say when you're going to approach someone. And maybe there are people, you know, who who want to be approached that way. I'm not one of them, but, you know, I think it's important that you test the waters. And, yeah, um, just approach me. Like, you could have talked to me at the gym. Um, and then someone asked, like, would you have rather received their Instagram over their Snapchat? Absolutely, 100%. Because if I had received their Instagram, I could have looked up the handle, assuming that their account was not private. I could have scrolled through their Instagram page. I could have looked at the posts, the kind of things that they're posting. I could have looked at their captions. I could have looked at the comments that people are leaving or how they respond to comments. I could have checked, you know, like their, their story highlights. And it would have given me a sense of who the person is. And then I could have made a decision whether I wanted to add them and initiate a conversation or whether I'm not interested and then I just don't do anything about it, right? But with Snapchat, they took that away from me they they, it's like it's taking that choice away from me I had no idea who it was in order for me to find out who that person is I had to add them that's the complete opposite of what it would have been if if it had been his Instagram so yeah I would have been okay with an Instagram because I could have done my research I would have been okay with him approaching me and telling me hi it's just the Snapchat is a no for me Okay, and my girl Roxy G Fit, hey Roxy, said, answering DMs from guys on Instagram, ignore or be nice? Um, I ignore because anytime where I have replied and been nice, again, it seems to come off as an invitation for uh, for more. And um, then I have to have that conversation where it's like, hey, I was just being nice, like I'm not really interested. And I I don't like being rejected, so I hate being the person who has to reject people. So I just ignore altogether. Um, so yeah, that's that's my thing. I just ignore. If you look through my Instagram posts, like just go look through any of them, and if you see like you go through the comments, you will see that I usually like and respond to my female followers. I tend to ignore the male followers' comments, and for the same reasoning because sometimes it is misunderstood so if I do respond to a male follower it's probably because I already know them like we 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 already met or like I know that person in real life we've either like worked together or we're friends or something um but if it's someone I don't know I generally just just like you know "Hmm, thank you and then keep going Okay, Ibmari26 says, what are some qualities and standards that you look for in a guy? So, you know, we're all different, so we all want different things out of our partners. For me, um, I want a person, two big things. One, that they are goal-oriented. I am a very goal-oriented person. I work hard and I love hard. And so, you know, 
being with a person who does not have goals and ambitions in life it it drags me down and I can't I can't do it so I yeah I need someone who is passionate about what they do or passionate about pursuing a goal someone who works hard and like I said it's goal oriented that is important to me and then the second thing that is very important to me is someone who is health conscious Um, health and fitness are a big part of my life and they will continue to be a big part of my life for the rest of my life so I need someone who aligns with me on that someone who understands that the last thing I want to do is be in a relationship with someone who doesn't understand why I need to go to the gym someone who tries to talk me out of going out uh, to the gym right someone who um, talks down on my meal prep someone who talks down on my choice of food I can't do that or someone who's going to try to peer pressure me into stepping outside of my my food and my fitness routine right Um, so I need someone who is just as health conscious as me now they don't have to be a bodybuilder they don't have to like I honestly don't care what what type of activity you do as long as you are also you also live a healthy and active lifestyle that is very important to me and that is these two things are are two things that I will not compromise on um I had seen a post somewhere maybe it was a podcast I honestly can't remember right now but I saw something about an 80 20 rule which kind of ties into the question that cat underscore Lefempreneur, I think that's how you pronounce it. She says, I think it's great for us to have standards when it comes to men, but you think some of them are too high. So um, it kind of ties into to, to these two questions, right? Like what I'm looking for and are, are our standards too high? Um, so the 80-20 rule basically says that when you find someone like, okay, let me backtrack. We all have a list, right? We have a list of of qualities that we're looking for in a partner. So when you're out there and you're meeting people and you're dating, you're looking for someone who has all of these qualities. Now, the perfect person does not exist. You yourself, me, myself, I am not perfect, right? I am not 100% perfect. So to go out there and expect your partner to be 100% 100 perfect is kind of unrealistic, So if I have this list of qualities in a person, right, and I meet someone who has 80% of these qualities and the 20% that they don't meet are some are things that are like that I can work with that that I'm okay with, then you've met someone who you could have a, a very fruitful and valuable relationship with, right? So for me, I'm if I'm out here, you know, I have my list of qualities and you meet my goal-oriented and my health-conscious bullet points on my list, then I can work with, you know, maybe you not meeting these other parts of my list, right? Because I think that also when we make these lists of standards for the partner that we're looking for, we have our our must-haves and we have our, like, would-like-to-haves, right? My must-haves are these. That's I will not negotiate. I will not move on these. These are these are things that I know I want in a relationship. These other things they might be nice to have, but they're not necessary. So I don't think that that's settling. You know, we talk a lot about you know women don't settle for less or women don't, and I I agree with that wholeheartedly. We should not settle, but I, I'm talking about like you know the must haves. Like don't settle on the must haves. Um, the things that are like the wood likes that those are those are negotiable there's some wiggle room there um, so I when I say I will not settle I mean I will not settle for these these things that I know I need out of a relationship um, and then you know another thing that for me is my love language and I don't know if you guys have read like actually read the love language book I think that, you know, even if you don't read the actual book, maybe go find like a little synopsis out there that you can read that kind of just highlights and gives you an overview of what the love languages are and why they're important. But my love language, the way that I like to receive love is through acts of service and through quality time, right? I would rather spend an afternoon with you, you know, 
having dinner, catching a movie, doing something together versus, you know, you not being around and then showing up with like a gift. I don't care about gifts. I am a big girl and I can go buy my own gifts. I don't need you to give me gifts. What I need from you is your attention and your time. So that's why for me, acts of service and quality time are important. So if you can't show me love that way, then it's not going to work out because I'm just going to be resentful that you don't want to spend time with me. And so I always also like to ask whoever I'm dating, like, what's your love language, right? Because I want to know how I can make my person feel loved and appreciated. So if they say, you know, physical touch, that's their, that's their love language, then I know like, hey, when we're in the car, you know, I can put my hand on your on your leg or I can, it's so you like, you know, being hugged on and kissed on and I'm showing you how you are, that you're loved and appreciated in the way that you are receiving it. So if you don't know about love language, I highly encourage you to go do some research on the love languages and maybe, you know, have a conversation with your partner, especially if there's like tension between in your relationship right now, where like one person doesn't feel appreciated or isn't feeling loved, then maybe there's just a miscommunication in love languages. So, you know, do your research, go find out, find out your love language, find out your partner's love language and show each other your appreciation and your love through that. Yaya underscore brew says, have you, have have you had men hit on you and then be rude when you turn them down? Absolutely. Because you just hurt their little male egos and they got rejected. And so their initial thought is to retaliate by trying to hurt you back. Um, and I don't think that's a men thing. I think that's just a human thing. Um, so, you know, some people just when they're hurt, they want to hurt you back. So yes, I have had men where I tell them I'm not interested and then they're like, all right then, bitch, right? Like that's the first thing that comes to their mind. They're going to try to put you down or like, they're like, all right then, fat bitch. I'm like, okay, if you thought I was fat five seconds ago, then why'd you try to talk to me, right? Like it makes no sense. So it's it says a lot more about them than it does about you and I tend to take those things with a grain of salt. My friend Sam12 says, as a strong woman, would you prefer to have a male leader, an alpha, or a supportive male, a zeta? Um, both. So let me dive into this one a little bit. I know nothing about astrology, okay? I don't claim to know anything about astrology or the signs or the characteristics of the signs. I know that for me, um, I like to have balance in my life. And people always tell me, it's like, oh, it's because you're a Libra. I don't know. I don't really don't know that. Um, but I do know that I like balance, right? So this is also true in the type of men that I am attracted to. I am a strong woman. I do have a strong demeanor. I speak my voice. I make my presence known. And um, I like to take the lead and take charge. I do that in the workplace. I do that in my personal life. And I do that in my relationships. But I don't like to do it all the time right? There's a time and there's a place for that. And there are times where I don't want to do that, where I need a partner who's going to take the lead for us. Um, there's a time where they need to step up and be the alpha and I'm just the their, their supportive partner, right? So I need someone who is able to balance the two and who lets me balance the two, where we can both lead or we, you know, we take turns leading and then we are also okay being, um, you know, just on the side supporting them. Um, I've had two relationships fail because of this, where I was told that I was too much or that I made them feel insecure because of my success or my, um, like the way I carry myself. And that, that's that that's just not the person for me right like if i intimidate you so much that you are resentful then we're not going to we're not going to work out so again i need i need someone who can balance who can switch back and forth between the two because that's something that I can do and that's something that I want to do i don't always want to be in charge i don't always want to take the lead Like I want someone who can do that for us whenever like I need to take a step back. You take the lead. You make the decisions. You be the leader in the relationship. Um, And then, you know, when there are times when I have to step in, then I will do that too. 
Okay, C-V-C-H-Z-V, I have no idea how to pronounce that. 33 says, are you looking for a relationship or do you enjoy being single? Um, Both. So would I want to be in a relationship? Absolutely. I do want to be in a relationship. I want to share my life with someone. I want to connect with someone. I want to be vulnerable with someone and um, have that deep connection with someone, right? But I'm also not in a rush to where I'm going to rush into something with the wrong person. So in the meantime, I am enjoying being single. I love my life, right? I have a I have a great life. I have amazing friends. I have an amazing family. I love my job. I have this passion that I get to pursue. I get to share my my thoughts and my life with other people. And so I am perfectly happy the way I am. I want someone who will complement my life and who I can complement theirs. I don't expect someone to just automatically, you know, come and be absorbed into my life. I don't want that. I don't want to be someone's 100% everything. Uh, That also can feel suffocating. I want someone who we can, you know, complement each other and support one another so until that person comes along until I find that person and I'm not just sitting here and you know not like actively trying I am I'm actively you know out there looking and trying but until that person comes along I'm going to just enjoy being single and enjoy my life because I'm perfectly happy Eve Tron says do you prefer to make the first move um okay so I'll say this have I made the first move yes Will I make the first move if I have to? Yes. Do I prefer to make the first move? No, I don't. Um, you know, I I, I still kind of like being, I don't want to say I like being chased, but I do like feeling wanted. So if I have to approach, if I have to initiate, if I have to make the first move, I'll do it. It's no big deal. But I would prefer that the, the guy make the first move. And I whenever I want the guy to make the first move, you know, I try to give off the energy that makes them feel like it's okay for them to to approach, for them to like, you know, make the first move. Okay, the last question I'm going to answer is from Sammy Ray Fit. And she says, how do you find the confidence to love yourself at the level that you do now? I struggle a lot. Um with a lot of self-reflection, a lot of honest talks with myself. Um, it's, it wasn't easy. I'll tell you that it was, it was not easy because you sometimes have to sit here and you have to face the parts of yourself that are not pretty that you would rather like, you know, ignore, but in order to overcome those parts of you or to better those parts of you, you have to face them, right? So like like this whole Snapchat thing, the dating thing, right? I didn't want to. I didn't want to say that it was me. I, it was. It's so much easier to put the blame on other people. But, you know, to a certain extent, it was me because I was allowing these things to happen. So through a lot of self-reflection, through a lot of, again, self-talk, I was able to identify the things that that I wanted out of my life and the things that made me happy, the things that made me feel powerful, the things that made me feel beautiful. And, you know, little by little, I kind of came out of my shell and, and I learned to appreciate myself. I also, um, liked or not liked but I also took the time to um appreciate things about myself that had nothing to do with my looks right I know everybody's obsessed with looks it's the first thing we see from people I I totally understand why that's the case you know that's you know we we say don't judge a book by its cover but if the cover is the first thing you see it's kind of hard to do that so I had to rewire my brain to focus on other things besides my looks. So I, you know, appreciate the fact that I am strong-willed. I the per, the fact that I work hard, the fact that I love hard, the fact that when I set my mind to something, like I set a goal and I I say I want to do it, I freaking go after it, right? My perseverance here, my initiative. These are things that these are qualities that make me me and that make me you know, 
a beautiful person in my eyes and and I learned to love those qualities of myself to where like literally it's just like you know what you know when they say like beauty is skin deep I literally had to learn how to love myself skin deep first and then it just kind of like came out to the outside so then by then it's like you know all these other like the cellulite and the stretch stretch marks they don't bother me as much anymore because I know who I am and and what I represent and what I bring to the table and the types of relationships that I have with my friends and my family and my partners so um yeah little by little learning to appreciate yourself reflecting and understanding what it really is that you want um out of out of life and you'll find it okay so <laughs> I can't believe it's been over an hour already. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Like I said, please, you know, get in touch with me on that Instagram post on the Dead It Tells All podcast page. Let me know what you think. I want to hear from you. And at the end of the day, just to close out this episode, what I want women to take from, from today's episode is that it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to have boundaries and it's okay to express those boundaries and Um, I think it's okay to expect others to respect those boundaries, but in order for that to happen, you need to make them known. So say what you need to say, make sure that people know what your boundaries are. You are not a bitch for having boundaries and you are not a bitch for expecting people to honor your boundaries. Boundaries exist for a reason. We have boundaries in all other aspects of life, right? There's boundaries at work, there's boundaries at school, there's boundaries, there's laws. These are all sorts of boundaries. It's okay for you to have boundaries to protect your heart and to protect your mind, to protect your soul. So don't let anyone make you feel like your boundaries are stupid or that you are not worth the respect or um the time there are many people out here who are looking for broken people to manipulate right and so by you stating your boundaries and by you expecting them to honor your boundaries you make people know that you are not a broken person that you command respect and you will also give the same respect back so That's it. Ladies, hold your crowns up high. Love yourself. Honor yourself. Respect yourself. And uh, together, we're going to keep growing and glowing. I'll see you next week. Bye.